Okay, good morning, everyone. It's Nairi and Sarah, your hosts with the Avanti Woman podcast. And it's always a joy and heartwarming for us to be able to bring on content and information that can help women, even in the smallest of ways, to become more informed, to learn, and to grow. It's October. Pink ribbons are seen everywhere, celebrating National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Today's topic on breast cancer is very personal and very dear to my heart. No doubt, I'm certain that in one way or another, it has affected and touched almost every person, their life in some way, uh, listening into this podcast. But for me personally, it changed my life when I was 19. At 19, I lost my beloved 26-year-old cousin, my courageous cousin, who fought so hard. She was so strong. She was relentless with so much faith. But no matter how brave, no matter how young, she lost her battle and her life to this disease. Her death changed the trajectory of my life. I remember I was a free-spirited literature and uh, fine arts student at UC Irvine, and that's when I changed my direction. In her death, I found a new purpose and a new calling, and I went into pre-med and uh, followed a career path in public health, and the rest is history. Sometimes I still wonder, only if back then, we knew the power and the importance of prevention and if we understood prevention and screenings and early detection, maybe, perhaps, just maybe, she would still be here today. That's why this episode, this session is so important, at least it's so important to me, and I firmly believe that knowledge and information can and do save lives. Well, my dear Sarah, you're a survivor. Yes. You survived breast cancer, and you are an inspiration to those who know you, a wonderful example of courage and perseverance. And there is no one better suited than you to host and to lead this talk. Oh, thank you very much, Nighty, for those words. And yes, uh, absolutely. Breast cancer touches so many women um, all around the country, all around the world. And I'm, and today or this month is actually a very important month. Like you said, breast cancer awareness, while most people are aware of the disease, they may not be aware of the importance of early detection. I have, um, a wonderful guest speaker with us today. Not only is, um, she an amazing friend and she's an amazing mother of three, um, she is extremely intelligent, um, extremely experienced. So we have with us Dr. Karin Kazanjian, breast cancer radiologist. We really appreciate that you are taking the time from your very busy schedule to speak with us about breast cancer. Uh, so thank you, Dr. Kazanjian. Um, before we get started, uh, why don't we um, talk about a little about yourself? Um, share with us about your background. Sure, my pleasure. Um, first of all, thank you so much for that kind introduction and for inviting me um, to participate in this important discussion. 
Um, so I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. Um, my parents were Armenian immigrants from Lebanon. So um, growing up, I watched um, them work hard to succeed in this country. And um, they always encouraged me as a child to you know, work hard, do well in school, get an education. So I was really fortunate to have the opportunities they never had growing up. Um, I went to UCLA for college, uh, majored in biochemistry. And like most doctors, I chose to go into medicine because I really loved science and also helping people. Um, I went to medical school um, at UC San Diego. And uh, during medical school, I discovered the field of radiology and just instantly knew that that was the specialty for me um, because I really enjoyed interpreting the various different types of medical imaging. Um, I really liked how radiologists got to learn about the entire body, um, both the normal anatomy as well as the various disease processes that can affect patients. Um, so I did my general radiology um, residency training at Loma Linda University Medical Center. Um, and then follow that up with a one-year specialty training fellowship in breast imaging. And uh, that's pretty much what I exclusively practice today is I'm a breast radiologist. And um, I, I really enjoy my career. It's a very rewarding, very gratifying to um, be able to um, help women, whether it's to just reassure them that everything is okay or to play a role in um, their cancer journey, their diagnosis and uh, treatment, which is, um, as you can imagine, very difficult and stressful. Um, outside of uh, work, I'm uh, married to my wonderful husband, Kevork, and we have uh, three young children, including a newborn baby. So wow. <laughs> things are very busy, both at work and at home, but um, you know, it's all a blessing. Uh, you're Thank a wonder you. woman. Oh, definitely. And I just have to say, um, uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm used to saying cutting, but it is Dr. Kazan. <laughs> and uh, she's being very modest here. She is a superwoman. Um, and I know how dedicated she is to everything she commits to her family and her amazing children and uh, her career and the amount of time she takes to be so diligent with her, um, what she does as a radiologist to support all those individuals who are dealing with this or may deal with this. So Karin, I thank you um, on behalf of all the women. I know on a personal end what it means to have an amazing doctor on your side to thank help you, you through much. the journey. Thank so, you. but before we begin, I just want to have, um, I want to share with all of our listeners, the content of this podcast is provided for general informational purposes only, and it is not intended as, nor should it be considered a substitute for professional medical advice by your medical team. Do not use the information on this podcast for diagnosing or treating any medical or health condition. If you have, or suspect you have a medical problem promptly contact your professional medical health care provider. Okay, so let's go into this. Let's start from the very beginning. Because when I heard the words, you have cancer, it was, um, it was like, what? Um, what is breast cancer? 
So let's start from the very beginning, Cutting, What is breast cancer? Um, so breast cancer is um, similar to cancer in anywhere in the body. It's when you have an, um, abnormal cells that grow uncontrollably and over time they can, they can invade the surrounding normal tissue as well as if left untreated, they can spread you know, into the lymphatics, into the bloodstream and go on to metastasize or spread to other parts of the body. Yeah. Okay, so thank you. Um, and let's share a little about the facts that we have. These were published, they get published by the American Cancer Society, by the Breast Imaging Organization. There's, and um, I know that all of the data and the statistics behind them are consistent and they're the same, they share this. But one of the things that I wanted to share with all of our listeners is that unfortunately, one in eight women in the United States will be diagnosed with breast cancer in their lifetime. And one in 39 will die from breast cancer. I know that um, it's, it's still an alarming number. One in eight is a huge deal. If mm -hmm. we get together and have lunch with our girlfriends, one in eight of those will be diagnosed. And unfortunately, one in 39 will still die despite the, all of the podcasts and information and uh, awareness, we still have this unfortunate event. And breast cancer is the most common cancer in American women, except for skin cancer. It is estimated that this year in 2021, approximately 30% of all new women cancer diagnosis will be breast cancer. So that's, about one third. That's a huge number. Mm -hmm. um, and so far, there are over 3.8 million breast cancer survivors in the United States, and I being one of them. I'm very fortunate that I am a survivor. I had a wonderful medical team uh, that helped me um, with my radiologist, my surgeon, my oncologist. So I am thankful to all of you in the medical field and everything that you guys give um, relentlessly and the altruism that goes into it. Um, so let's, let's go into screening, um, Karin. So one of the things is, is screening. Um, why don't we talk about the different types of screening? The mammogram is what most women are familiar sure. with, mm -hmm. but can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So, um, mammography screening mammography really is the it's not perfect, but it really is the best tool that we currently have in our, in our fight against breast cancer. And the goal of mammography is early detection, which is what mm -hmm. you stated earlier, uh, finding breast cancer before you know it's there. When it's small, isn't causing any signs or symptoms. Um, a mammogram is essentially an x-ray of the breast, just like we do x-rays of the chest or bones. Um, mammography is um, an x-ray of, of the breast. And um, we take, so, you know, there's a screening mammogram and a diagnostic mammogram, but focusing on the screening mammogram, we take two views of each breast um, and um, that's interpreted to see if, if there's a finding that's of concern. And um, if there is, we call the patient back, we do more testing. Sometimes that involves ultrasound um, and kind of the workup goes from there. But a mammogram is essentially an x-ray of the breast. Okay. Now... I had, uh, I had my mammogram before I was of age in which I'm supposed to have mammograms. And 
it was because of a wonderful kidney stone and one thing led to another and I ended up having a mammogram before I turned 40. And um, what are your current recommendations and guidelines for mammogram, you know, mammogram screening? So um, in the United States currently, there really is no consensus on how women should be screened. Um, there are various organizations that have put forth guidelines and they all differ a little bit, but the guidelines that I, I believe the vast majority of doctors follow are those that are put forth by the ACR, the American College of Radiology, and they recommend um, for average risk women, which is the majority of women, to start screening at the age of 40 and to continue having screening mammograms annually. So once a year, um, up until the age where, you know, uh, as long as the woman is healthy um, and uh, is able to get mammograms, there's really no good reason to stop. Um, usually we, we suggest stopping screening mammograms if um, there are any competing medical conditions or, you know, uh, there isn't much life expectancy um, in certain elderly people, then you, you wouldn't necessarily want to find a cancer at a super early stage because it wouldn't really affect the overall outcome or lifespan. But um, in general, we screen as long as women are in good health. Um, so for women who are higher risk, the, the recommendations are a little bit different. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we, we do tend to screen them earlier and uh, oftentimes with um, supplemental exams like breast MRI. But for in general, we start at age 40. I was going to ask that, Dr. Kazanjian, um, for me personally, my first mammogram was at the age of 28. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I've had a mammogram every single year because of, I guess, high risk. So can you talk a little bit about that for younger women? And what does that mean? Yes. So um, women who are considered high risk and there's a, you know, to be able to qualify as being high risk, you have to meet certain criteria. And we have um, a lot of places nowadays have excellent genetics programs that can help assess your risk. Um, but for women who are high risk, we do um, start screening mammography early. Uh, usually they say to start screening about 10 years earlier than the um, age at which the first degree relative was diagnosed. So if you mm -hmm. had a mother who had breast cancer at the age of 45, we would recommend um, having her daughters or daughter um, begin screening at age 35. Um, there's also breast MRI that can be added on. Um, and it's, it's a little bit of a personalized approach um, to, you know, it's important to discuss with your doctor because there are some uh, risks, if you will, um, which are primarily false positives, you know, um, mm -hmm. A lot of exams, you know, sometimes we see things that aren't cancer, but they do lead up to additional tests, maybe unnecessary biopsies. Um, but um, in general, we do screen women who are high risk early, and um, there is the option to do breast MRI. Okay. So one of the, um, now screening is so important, and there's many ways um, mammogram is the, the main one that is recommended on an annual basis, starting at the age of 40. But what about self-screening? Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, sometimes it's like, what, what do I need to do? Or I forget to do it. And how am I supposed to do it? Um, maybe we can talk about that a little bit cutting. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, women aren't, you know, are encouraged to do self breast exams. Um, it's good to do it um, once a month around the same time uh, coordinated with the menstrual cycle. Um, and, you know, if, if you don't know how to do a self breast exam, you, the next checkup, you can ask your doctor to show you or you can read up on it online. But um, it's really kind of a systematic way of doing it. You want to check your entire breast under the arm. Um, oftentimes it's uh, easier to do it in the shower or with lotion. It just helps you feel the breast tissue better. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of women have kind of lumpy, bumpy breasts. That's not necessarily um, should be a cause for alarm. What the important thing is, is you're looking for a change. If you do it every month and then um, one month you notice something new or different, then it's important to get it checked out and, and go see your doctor um, to you know, have them examine you and um, they can decide. Uh, oftentimes they will send you to a breast center to get that evaluated with imaging. Okay. And the important thing is, is you know, um, don't be scared or um, it's always good to get it checked out. You know, one of the biggest um, uh, jobs we have as breast radiologists um, is actually to provide reassurance. You know, not everyone who walks through the door with a lump has cancer. Right. Um, in fact, yeah. Most of the time it's something benign or nothing at all. It can just be normal breast tissue that just feels, um, you know, uh, more dense. You know, I'm so glad you brought that up cutting because um, one of the things that I was talking to my radiologist with uh, when um, they first discovered that it is uh, cancer, um, I said, well, what happens between the time that a woman comes and gets a mammogram and then they come again and all of a sudden it's stage four cancer. Like what happened in between there? Mm. And something that he shared with me was he goes, there's a lot of women, unfortunately, which is human nature, right? Is to get scared. So I'm so glad that you brought that up, Connie, is to not get scared. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily something, right. but it is important to just go see your doctor, get it checked out. And yes, um, the unknown may be scary mm -hmm. um, and fear is a real emotion that drives a lot of decisions, but managing it, taking control of it is a lot better than letting fear take over it. And um, that's what I recommend to everybody just from my personal experience and um, you know, there's a lot that we have overcome, right? Cutting, you know that Absolutely. very well. And what we have, you know, what the world of um, our wonderful doctors and medical team have been able to accomplish. And there's so many women that are alive because of all of you. That's um, great, yeah. It's, um, it's, it is unfortunate because we do see some women who, you know, sometimes they'll come in and say, oh, you know, it's, it's been there for years. And when we ask them, you know, why didn't you come in sooner? Oh, I was busy and I was mm -hmm. working and there's always, you know, some excuse and, you know, we don't want to make anyone feel bad or feel guilty, but it's, it's really important to just get it checked out. Uh, don't, don't be scared or embarrassed because if it is cancer, you know, the earlier we find it, um, the better the survival, the better the outcome, and also the, the, the treatments are less drastic. There's more chance at breast conservation. Um, you know, some very early cancers don't even need chemotherapy. Mm -hmm, right. so, um, it's just the, the burden of the, the treatment is also much easier when you catch it earlier. Yeah. And no one, no one knows your body better than you. So, you know, your monthly breast self exams, if you are consistent, 
you know, a lot, I hear a lot of women, they catch the, the, you know, the tumors or the disease themselves without even a mammogram when they are consistent with their breast self exams, because you feel the difference. There's something there. Yeah. Yeah. But it is still important to do the mammograms because the the goal of mammography is to try and find the cancers before you can feel the lump. Because oftentimes when, um, um, you know, the, the lump is palpable, it's already grown. Um, there's a high probability it could have been caught earlier on a mammogram before it got big enough to feel, but, but you're right, Nairi. Um, oftentimes, you know, sometimes doc, you know, we're human, uh, doctors can miss some things, you know, we do our best not to, um, but patients do have to advocate for themselves. And, um, you know, if, if you feel something is not right, you can always get another opinion or, you know, come back a few months later and get it checked out again. Um, And, you know, we're so lucky we've come such a long way from early 90s to where we are today. You know, the cousin that I'm talking about in early 90s, by the time they diagnosed her with breast cancer, it was too late. It had metastasized all the way to her bones and no one was able to detect that, detect that early on. So, so Dr. Kazanjan, how can, can you kind of just share with our audience, how far have we come really? Um, we've made lots of advancements um, over the past few decades. Um, screening mammography was sort of um, instituted for widespread use in the 80s. Um, the technology's really evolved since then. Um, we have the 3D mammograms now, the tomosynthesis, which a lot of places in the community are now using. Um, it's uh, easier to detect subtle cancers using 3D. And it also lowers the, the chance of getting called back for a false alarm or a false positive. So the, the technology has really um, advanced since uh, mammography first started. Um, and of course, the treatments. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I can't speak um, since I'm not an oncologist to all the, to the specifics, but the treatments we have now uh, for cancer are are excellent. Um, even for stage four women who have um, cancer that has spread to, you know, outside the breast to, um, you know, stage four, um, there are options for them. They can lead um, longer lives, you know, um, compared to um, decades ago. That's wonderful. Yeah. Can we talk a little about one of the things that I got tested um, when I was going through the whole process was my BRCA gene. And, um, and I understand that there's more, uh, other types of genetic components now from when mm-hmm. I had it. Um, I am, let's see, I actually had my first surgery to, in 2009. So it's been some time, but I got tested uh, for the BRCA gene. Can you tell us about genetics and some of those testing that you guys do? Yeah. So genetic testing and genetics has really advanced a a lot as well over the past couple of decades. Um, It's not just BRCA1 and 2. There's multiple other genes that have been linked to a higher uh, risk of breast cancer, like check two or ATM. Um, And, you know, we can test for those genetic mutations. Certain um, groups of women are... Uh, you know, not everyone is a candidate for genetic testing, but obviously if you um, do develop breast cancer at a young age, um, we recommend getting genetic testing um, or if you have um, a strong family history or a first degree relative, um, certain ethnic groups like Ashkenazi Jewish women have um, about one in 40 chance of being BRCA1 or 2 positive. Um, so 
Um, yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about um, the the risk factors. So uh, family history and personal characteristics, genetics, and and so forth. Let's talk about family history and uh, a little about genetics and um, what you called. Uh, and, and I loved it. I, I had to kind of hold my chuckle. We all have lumpy, bumpy breasts. <laughs> Fibrocystic breasts, yeah. So, and, and they're all beautiful and, and they're ours. Um, so let's talk about the risk factors and sure. start off with family history and personal characteristics. Yeah, so um, the two biggest risks actually are just being female and your age. The older you get, the higher your chance of um, developing breast cancer is. Um, of course, family history is a risk factor, um, mainly first degree relatives like mother, daughter, sister. You know, if you have a, an aunt or a third cousin with breast cancer, that's not really significant. Um if you have a male relative, like a brother or a father with breast cancer, you know, just a side note, breast cancer can affect men. It's rare, but it can happen. Um, that also increases your risk. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, we can't do anything about, you know, we can't modify our family history, but our lifestyle choices, um, those risk factors are things that we can that we do have control over. So of course, um, leading an active lifestyle, exercise, um, diet, um, you know, keeping your weight low. Um, typically, you know, they usually say that um, being overweight, especially after menopause is more of a risk than being um, overweight um, premenopausal, but, you know, just for overall health, it's, all, it's always good to maintain a, a normal body weight. Um, you know, limiting alcohol intake, um, is another one. Um, some, some hormones have been, um, associated with increased risk. Um, there's, there's lots of them. Genetics, obviously, if you have mm -hmm. a known genetic mutation, that's high risk. Um, the other big one is women who've had, um, chest irradiation for lymphoma at a young age. Those women tend to have a higher risk as well. So some risk factors are stronger than others. Um, but there really isn't one thing you can do to prevent breast cancer. You know, it can affect anybody, uh, any age. I mean, of course it's more common in older women. So that's why it's so important to get screened, um, you know, the, the, some women argue that like, oh, I don't have anyone in my family. Everyone's healthy. No one's had breast cancer, you know, but the reality is, is um, most um, new cancer diagnoses are in women who don't have a family history. So that's why it's very important to get screened. You know, Dr. Kazanjan, you were talking about screenings and, you know, mammograms, and there's a lot of women who firmly believe that getting a mammogram and being exposed to the uh, radiation can actually cause breast cancer. So there's that myth out there. Can you address that? Yeah, so um, since mammography is an x-ray of the breast, there is radiation. Um, but when, you know, as with anything in medicine, you know, you have to weigh the benefits um, and the risks. And the benefit of mammography, which is early detection, far outweighs the risk of the, the minimal radiation exposure. Um, so, you know, we don't recommend um, not having mammograms because of that small radiation risk. And the risk is cumulative. You know, um, you, you're having it once a year. Um, it's, it's, it's really negligible, in, in my opinion, and that of other doctors. 
we're exposed to radiation constantly just being, you know, uh, here on earth. A lot of doctors, um, you know, one example that's cited a lot is like, you know, f- flying from the East coast to the West coast exposes you to radiation that's similar to that of a mammogram. So, um, you okay. know, your, your chances of, you know, the, the benefits outweigh the risk. Definitely. Well said. And, and I know I fly to New York quite a bit. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I think what you brought up, 90, is really good myths um, because there are so much misinformation out there and it's important to know the facts about breast cancer. Uh, and let's talk a little bit more about these myths and some that were shared with me when I was going through it. And um, some I had to kind of, you know, scratch my head and others, you know, they're valid uh, points that you go, hmm, I wonder, let me ask my doctor. And so let's go through some of them. One that made me um, go, what is, is antiperspirants and deodorants cause breast cancer? And everyone's like, no, you got to do, don't use this one. Go no, to Whole aluminum. Foods. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go to Whole Foods and get this particular one. And, and were you using too much antiperspirant? And it's like, um, let's talk about myth number two, <laughs> which is antiperspirants and deodorant. Yeah, there, you know what, um, that, that is a myth. I, I don't think it's been proven that there's a correlation between deodorants, antiperspirants and breast cancer. They're safe to use. Um, you know, obviously if there's a safer version of anything, including deodorants, you know, why not use that? But um, it, there has there's been uh, no studies to show that there's a link between deodorants and, and breast cancer. Okay. And then um, one other myth is um, if the gene mutation of BRCA is detected in your DNA, you will definitely develop breast cancer. Is that true or not true? Um, not, I mean, you can have the BRCA gene mutation and not develop breast cancer in your lifetime. I think it just depends on how long you live, but you're, you know, the chances are high, um, you know, so, so much that some women choose to undergo, you know, prophylactic, um, treatments like mastectomies, you know, we've all heard about cases like that in the news. Um, but your, your risk is significantly higher, um, if you do have, um, one of those gene mutations, you know, nothing is ever a hundred percent. if you live long enough, you, you know, chances are you, you will. Um, but again, that's why we screen those patients more carefully. Okay. So that's wonderful. So we know that a mammogram itself, the radiation does not cause breast cancer to spread. We know that just because you have the BRCA is detected in your DNA, um, doesn't mean you'll definitely develop breast cancer, but you can take proactive measures if you choose to, um, something to discuss with your healthcare provider. And then antiperspirants and deodorants don't cause breast cancer, but healthier options are always recommended in everything. But I also want to point out, you know, we've talked about, um, you know, the, the impact of breast cancer, but also based on the most recent data, relative survival rates for women diagnosed with breast cancer are much better. Thanks to all, all of you in medicine, um, cutting who, who do so much. Um, one of them is 91% at five years after diagnosis survival rate. That's a much better number than it was not too long ago, even. 
and 84% after 10 years and 80% after 15 years. Those are much better odds. But we want to make sure that, again, the message is early screening, you know, do the screening and early detection and prevention. Um, Cutting any messages to all of our listeners before we close out our conversation? Um, you, you stated it perfectly. You know, I just, I want to encourage um, all the women listening to schedule your mammogram when you turn 40. Um, it could potentially save your life. Um, again, if there's any concern, you know, go make an appointment with your doctor, get it checked out. Um, it's not worth assuming it's nothing. We want to catch it earlier um, because there is a very high probability for cure and overall survival if we catch it early. You know, we have we have the tools, we have the medicine, the technology. So really take advantage of that. Um, you know, thank you again for you know having me on the show. Um, and uh, I wish everyone listening good health. Oh, thank you, Cutty. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. And again, um, thank you for sharing your wisdom and your neat, deep knowledge on the breast cancer topic. Please keep in mind to all of our listeners that nothing that was discussed during the podcast should be substituted for a proper medical exam by your healthcare provider. Uh, the Avanti woman is honoring breast cancer awareness month in the month of October breast cancer awareness is a yearly campaign that intends to educate people about the importance of early screening, testing, and supporting survivors. And more like Dr. Kazanjian said, um, you know, survival rate is amazing and, and not to be scared of it because you can overcome should you ever have that news. Um, and for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, um, you know, remind your sisters, your mothers, your daughters and friends and coworkers to schedule the breast exam if they have not already had one recently. We also want to salute the survivors and honor those that have we have lost to breast cancer. Yes. But I want to just end by saying, <clears throat> always remember you are braver than you think, stronger than you seem and loved more than you'll ever know. How beautifully said, Sarah. Thank you, Dr. Kazanjian. Uh, you um, really blessed us with your knowledge. Um, and uh, thank you so much for everyone tuning in to this episode with the Avanti Woman. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and to all our podcast channels at the Avanti Woman. And remember, early detection saves lives. Like they say, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So be safe out there. Love yourselves, love your bodies, and have a wonderful, blessed day.